Hello and welcome back to the Little Ritual Podcast, the show where we are open and honest and curious and a little bit funny about spirituality and everything beyond. Today, in today's episode, we have a freeform episode where I'd share how I'm doing as well as where we're headed with the podcast. Death is a big theme in this episode today. I will talk about some ideas of what it means to give up and what letting go means and how we think of that in Western culture versus Eastern culture. And we'll just kind of explore together letting go on this here new moon when I'm recording this. And um, at the end, I just give you a little permission slip to, to enjoy the celestial movements and not have them be a thing of high pressure in your life. So kick back, grab yourself a beverage or two or three or four or dare I say five beverages. Why don't you quint fist <laughs> beverages while we listen to today's episode? Thank you for being here. And I'm just going to say this ahead of time. If you like this podcast, please leave us me, us as me, please leave me five stars and um, maybe just a few words, a few words of a review of like, what you think? What do you want to hear? What do you want to talk about? What do you like? Um, it would help me in my ego. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It would just like, it, sometimes it feels like talking to no one. So I'd love to just know who you are and what you think of this podcast. Okay. That's all for me. Let's hop into today's episode. How's it going? I hope that your Friday is treating you well. When I record this, it is Wednesday the 16th, which means that it is a new moon in the sign of Leo. Um, yeah, and I know it's been a minute since I have released a podcast. I set this ambitious kind of goal of releasing twice a week, releasing a, an episode twice a week, and I think... I think that at the moment I may have overshot that goal. So points for ambition, but less points for realisticness. <laughs> so I'm going to go for once a week, moving on, moving forward. And today's episode, I, I just wanted to do a down-to-earth, how-are-we-doing episode, uh, how I'm doing, as well as go over some of the things, just a brief rundown of like what's been going on with the podcast and where we're headed moving forward. So that's, that's today's podcast. It's just going to be a chat with you and me. So, um, I have water here and I actually have an orange Fanta on my <laughs> Fanta on my dresser. So grab yourself a nice drink, um, find a cozy spot and let's just get to chatting. And I want to do a special shout out to Kevin Garcia if you happen to be listening because we just had like a lovely little conversation on Instagram. And if you don't follow the Kevin Garcia on Instagram, I would highly recommend it. They have a podcast called um, 
literally I always blank when I have a phone recording in front of me. I listen to it literally all the time. <laughs> um, Jesus, a tiny revolution. Oh wait, that's so cute that I'm a little ritual and they're a tiny revolution. I'm just saying, it's a new moon. I'm putting it out there. Podcast. You and me, Kevin. Let's do this. We can we can talk about literally anything. Um, I am getting sidetracked. But that was one of a highlight of my day was um, at one point Kevin encouraged people to reach out to creators that you are inspired by or you enjoy their free content. And I would also, this is going to be my, I'm going to pitch this to you guys that if there is a creator or yoga instructor, someone that you follow online that you like love their stuff, let them know because it, it's a wild, hard world out there on the social media land. And it often feels like you're creating art that is put on the side of the road or something. It just, or throwing paint at a wall. The point is, it's really nice to hear from individuals who let you know, like, how how much you mean to them or that you mean something to them, that type of thing. So that's my encouragement, and that's what I did when I reached out to Kevin. So on the podcast, um, over the last month, I've been doing a sort of 101 series. So I, I wanted us to be on the same page as to how I think about and define certain terms that I'll be using a lot on this podcast. So as you know, or maybe you don't know, this podcast is meant to be a container for spirituality and all of the paradoxes that exist within that realm. Um, so I think that just a lot of terms come up all the time and they can be sort of hot topic terms like astrology and uh, lunar cycles, uh, ancestor work, paganism, neo-paganism, these types of terms. And I wanted to basically do a few episodes where it's like, here's where, here's how I think of those things. And here are some basic definitions. Here are other people's definitions just so that we can have a common pool together. So I started with lunar um, cycles about three weeks ago where I had an episode where I just went over each cycle of the moon and how traditionally the energy associated with each of those phases. I, I think I said cycles, I meant phases. As well as which part of the menstrual cycle each moon phase aligns with. And I may have given a few ritual recommendations as well along that note. So if that interests you, that was about three weeks ago. And then I interviewed my friend, Carly Belcher for the Astrology 101 podcast and uh, that ended up being such a fun and lively conversation that was much longer than we anticipated. So we were planning for 45 minutes. It ended up being almost four hours. So I split that conversation into three parts. So if you go back in the feed, it's Astrology 101 part one, part two, and part three. And I think that that is one of those conversations that as I get older that I'll go back on and listen to just because it's just lovely. I 
we cover so much ground of astrology and Carly is a wealth of knowledge. And so it was just really a pleasure, a great honor to, to interview her. So that was that. And is that really all I've done? Oh my God, you guys. Yeah, I think it's just been lunar cycles and astrology. Oh no, ha! Yes, Jenna. I also did a podcast episode on rituals. It, it was so obvious that I missed it. You know what I mean? And that was the last episode that came out. And um, so that came out, I think, last Friday. So yeah, definitely check that out. I basically go over what ritual means to me by using a lot of poetry. And we... I read some Sarah Anna, some Mary Oliver, as well as some of my own work for that podcast um, about how rituals help me ground into earth, into this spot right now, and the season that we're in, what is being lost or what is being gained, and that rituals are this microcosm, this mini pot of life that we get to enjoy. So if that interests you, that was the last podcast. And um, which leads me into today, which is just a check-in. And yeah, so I guess I'll just hop into that. I'm not sure which 101 I'll do next. I may ask you guys what you're interested in. I'm actually going to do that right now. So Um, It would be very helpful if you let me know, like, what are you curious about in the realms of spirituality? What terms do you hear either myself or other people using that could use some elaboration or exploration? I have some ideas, but I'd love to hear it from you. So you can let me know. There's a, like, what did you think of this episode question that happens on Spotify it's, it's there if you like scroll up or you can reach out on Instagram. My Instagram is joyplay. So yeah, let me know what you're curious about and we'll go over it. All right. So how I'm doing, things have been, things have been hard and I have been turtling a little bit, hobbiting, hermiting turtle hobbit hermiting I think I have been really struggling with life I guess it's hard to talk about because I guess it just is it's uncomfortable specifically my partner has been struggling with mental health and We've been struggling with, like, the healthcare system. Our insurance got canceled, which is a whole long story and lessons learned. But, um, yeah, that and just trying to figure out how to make money. I know it's, like, the most basic stuff, but because it's the most basic stuff, it's, like, the most attached to sense of survival and security. And so... A lot of those things have felt threatened lately. So we've been really um, going through it and also pulling out whatever tools and resources that we can to live okay during this time. 
not to thrive. One day it will be to thrive, but right now it's just to, to get, not to get through. I, I really do think that my partner, Nick, and I are trying to like up-level our lives, so it's not just a survival thing. There's definitely an aspect of genuinely wanting to not just survive. Like, we want to thrive, but it's just been so puzzling to figure out how lately. So yeah, it's been, it's been discouraging. It's been discouraging and a little deflating at times to feel like, like I want to go out and conquer the world in a way, but feeling like there's just no support to do so, or honestly, that's been the biggest thing is that it feels really hard to access a support system right now, one that feels good and mutual and know community I keep bringing up community 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 but I am not sure if um like some people just don't have as big of a drive or need for it I think that I'm open to that being a possibility that that there are people including myself who just have a greater need for friend groups and people and that type of thing or if we all need it and we've just numbed to the concept of it. So I'm not sure. Every day I have been struggling with how to show up and how to quit. I feel like we need to do both. It feels uncharted in a lot of ways. Like, what do you mean you have to give up. I feel like we are told so many contradicting narratives or we're just told these one-word phrases, these one-off phrases that are so contextual. Like Nick and I were talking about it. It's like, how often do you see just like never give up written? But it's like, do we really never give up? I, I don't think that that is healthy either. Like I do think there is a time to give up. What is giving up? Giving up feels like on the flip side of it, like there's a release. There's a letting go. And so I don't really know like what failure is. I think that's maybe what I'm landing on is that I don't know how to define failure anymore. Um, and I don't know that giving up is a bad thing. I think that sometimes the best things happen when you give up. Because, I mean, isn't that like the thing that they teach you in any type of AA or addiction type meeting is like the first thing to recognize is that you are not in control and you have to like let go unclenched palms I've been thinking a lot about, I need to make a change for sure. Today is a new moon, as I said, and um, sometimes I don't do rituals on the moons. I always want to. I feel like I always have that intention, but sometimes I'm just like too fed up or too tired. But today I did have energy to do a ritual and I wanted to get 
candles for said ritual. Right now I have a black candle in the corner that I've lit for protection and invitation to my ancestors. And I have also a small beeswax candle wrapped in twine that is meant to carry the energy of my intention for this moon. And I went to get those candles from this local mm, intuitive shop. It's kind of cool that we even have it on the street that I live on. But I was buying these candles and the woman started talking about how she might be doing a tour in France for the Divine Feminine and Mary Magdalene retreats, I think it was. And um, I don't know how we started talking about Europe and she's like the second person in the last week to just tell me the same message of like, what's holding you here? If you and your partner both want to explore and you're young, it's like, just go. You have the whole, you have the whole world at your fingertips. What is holding you here? And I think that is a very valid question and one that I have I have less and less answers for the longer time goes on. And that is one of those areas where I'm talking about like that giving up might not be a bad thing. I remember when I was in uh, YWAM, the Christian mission organization that I was part of, I read this book. That was my sternum popping, by the way, if you heard that. I read this book, and it was a Christian book, very intensely, like, Southern Baptist uh, point of view. And it was a true story, I guess, about this guy who is, he was the pastor of this small church in the South, and there was a man who started harassing him and his family, and it got worse and worse and worse and worse, and it, and people were asking him, like, are you going to leave? Are, are you going to leave? And his whole thing was, like, the devil will not chase me out of this town. God will lead me out. I think that book and that thinking really fucked me up because there's what ended up happening, by the way, is that his whole family was slaughtered in front of him um, because he refused to let the devil chase him out, a.k.a. this guy harassing and threatening his family over and over I did not, I was reading all the books that were in the house at that time, which were plentiful and they were all like Christian books. I did not expect it to end that way. And I think that's the only book that I remember, like the plot of, and it's just stuck with me all this time. Um, because it brought up this issue, right, of like when to give up. And I felt so uncomfortable reading it because I understood the narrative because in those evangelical circles there is a big idea of this like war between good and evil and the fact that you have to like live your life against evil and for good or even personified like for God and against the devil and just the way that that this man had um synchronized this this person in the congregation that was harassing and threatening his family with like the devil himself and then decided based on that that he wouldn't let the devil chase him out like on this like holy war type idea and then 
the ending to that being so grim. And it's like, what did you win from that? And I was, the, the book didn't have like a, it, I think it tried to like tie it up with a pretty ribbon of like, this is the battle that we go at for God. But, and there's so many issues with this, right? But like, I think somewhere deep inside reading that, I'm like, but what did you win at the end of it? What did, like, what did your putting your foot in the sand and like choosing not to quit end with? And obviously there's this like super tragic ending with that. Um, I once had a stalker myself, which I do think I should do an episode on maybe around Halloween, not to make it too dramatic, but it was years ago and, um, I don't feel very affected by it anymore, but I had a stalker and it was a very traumatic incident, like a breaking and entering type situation. And I, I remembered that book and I, I didn't really know what to do with it because at the time it was like, this incident happened in New England where I went to school and I was told about it. It happened, the break-in happened while I was in California. So there was this moment of like, are you gonna go back to school or not? And I ended up choosing to go back to school, but there was a lot of fear with throughout it, and I took a lot of precautions, and I ended up going to jujitsu lessons so that I could defend myself, and I had a restraining order, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I, I do wonder, in our Western mindset, like how much that type of thinking like screws with us and really screws like what the universe could offer us. Just that sense of like, there is a right and wrong way. And there, but beyond that, that there's like good and evil and that we could partner with one or the other. And how much in all the Eastern practices that I have been blessed to be able to explore yoga and Reiki, and how much is letting go, releasing, surrender, like at a deep acceptance and release of things. That is, that's all part of it. I think we really miss out on that in our Western culture. And I'm trying to figure out where to draw that line right now. My friend Carly, she, she, we talk about um, something Bo Burnham said in his Inside Netflix show, or maybe it wasn't then, I don't remember, but he said, I think it was then where he says, if I could just die for one year, I would. Like, not die forever. Don't want to do the damage of taking my or anyone's life. But if I could just die for one year. And just the sentiment of that we talk about a lot, where it's like, how do we disappear? Because that, that is a need to not exist sometimes. And I think we all figure out these, like, I feel like we all micro-dose death. (laughs) I feel like we do and we don't talk about it. Like, what are you really doing when you veg out and scroll on Instagram for two hours in the dark of your house or... I guess that's the one example I can think of. It's like you are trying to not exist for a little bit or when we have like a gray fit day or when we don't want to talk to anyone. It's like 
I think we all desire the release of death. Shavasana, corpse pose. It's the ending for every yoga flow. It's meant to be a mini death, a letting go practice for our final rest and Shavasana. But I don't think we talk about it because it freaks us out. But we all want to die a little. We love the movies where the main character makes a big break, breaks everything off and starts a new life. And we all desire that, I think, to some degree. I definitely do. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it can be a very helpful thing to accept death and to accept the ways that we want it. So I'm thinking about moving to Europe. <laughs> um, all that to say, moving, that's a funny word. I'm thinking of going to Europe for some amount of time. Why not? I have um, family there too, an ancestry. I've never been to Latvia or the Philippines, and that's like the two known places that my grandparents are from. So maybe I'll go to Latvia. Where are you guys from? Where is your ancestry from? Have you been there? Have you visited? Do you know the rituals and the language of your people? I don't. I'd like to, though. Maybe I could, I'm doing air quotes, die and just show up in Europe in a new life and explore the land that my ancestors lived and loved and made their lives on. Today is the one-year anniversary of my grandma Sonia's death. She died a year ago, which is so crazy. Um, I grew up with both of my grandmas. I've talked about it in previous episodes, but so my parents were separated since I was a baby, um, but they lived 10 minutes from each other, and each one of them lived with their mothers, respectively. So my dad and his mom lived in one house, and then my grandma and her mom, no, <laughs> my mom and her mom lived in another house. Um, so... So I was very close. I am very close with my living grandma, and I was very close with my grandma who passed. It's a unique relationship, I think, for people in, in America, at least, that to grow up so close to your grandparents. Like, they weren't just, like, uh, once in a while or on holidays. Like, I saw them day in and day out. They were part of raising me. And, yeah, it's the year anniversary of my grandma's passing, and it's a new moon. I don't feel as connected to my grandma as far as a spirit guide as I do my mother. My mother's all around me all the time. She's like my... It's like our energies are completely intertwined. And I see her in everything. My grandma, n not so much. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't fully understand... Um, what happens, <laughs> please, we all just guess, right, or sense what happens in the beyond, but um, I think it always involves our choice, 
And I think that perhaps my grandma has chosen a more distant uh, relationship with me in, in the beyond. And it makes sense. My mom has chosen a very close relationship with me in the beyond. I think that I will honor my grandma today, perhaps by saying one of the, like a rosary. I have some pearls from the Philippines that she gave me that are probably worth a lot of money. I would never sell them in a million years, but um, they're all like uh, wild saltwater pearls, which I just found out through the TikTok is very rare. (laughs) But I, I love using those pearls as well as a Louis Vuitton bag that she gave me all very very bougie grandma was a Scorpio grandma was a real estate agent grandma was that bitch (laughs) and so I'll probably say a prayer for her and I've already lit my candle so that's how I'm doing that's what's going on the podcast moving forward I'm very excited for some conversations that I have coming up that will probably get posted like beginning of Libra season-ish. Oh, excuse me. So like mid to late September, I'm gonna be talking with Shelby Phoenix. I think we're going to create a, like an imaginary perfect yoga studio. So we're just going to chat back and forth about like red flags with yoga studios, green flags, we're both yoga instructors. There we go. We're both yoga instructors and entrepreneurs. So, um, and she's like really funny. I feel like that's something really low key about her is that she's hilarious. So I'm so excited to have a conversation where we just like from scratch create what would be the best situation ever to work at a yoga studio? What would be the coolest yoga studio ever? And like no wrong answers. Um, what, what would it look like? Who would be there what would the rules be what would the pay be um how would it feel all of those things we're just going to explore together and I'm excited about that I'm also interviewing um Shauna Zilazo I have to work on the pronunciation but she wrote a book that I'm like obsessed with and I have a really funny story about her about how we met and how everything about how we know each other is like super weird and universe connected but I'll save that for when that happens and then oh yeah and then I'm interviewing someone about the Enneagram and our menstrual cycle and rituals around that and I'm so excited so like all this really good there's some really good conversations coming up um but over the next two weeks I really am just going to be curious what you want to hear so that is where we're headed on the podcast. I have some really excited, exciting interviews coming up. And then in the in-between time between now, which is mid-August, and when those episodes come out, which will probably be late September, I want to know what you want to hear about. I would really like to talk about Reiki. Um, I'd be open to talking more about deconstruction. We could talk about ancestor work. We could shoot. We could talk about whatever. I don't even know. The options are endless. Um, But I would love to end today's episode with a pagan prayer by Jim Beer called Calling My Name. 
I walk with earth under my feet. I walk with visions in my eyes. I walk with fire inside me. I walk with spirits as my guides. When I feel like I can't breathe, I take a walk and I am healed. I'm walking back to the center. I'm walking through the sacred field. I'm walking deeper and deeper, learning the secrets to the night. I'm looking into the fire. I'm looking past the light. When I feel like I can't breathe, I take a walk and I am healed. I'm walking back to the center. I'm running through the sacred field. I hear them calling my name. That poem to me rings of death and life. How the natural world and our ancestors can be a salve, healing. I take a walk and I am healed. I plan to do that today. On this new moon, I plan to go get out in nature and to enjoy any visions that come up. Just so you know, you don't have to try so hard with the moons. You can just enjoy whatever comes up or roll with whatever comes up if it's harder. But today, this week for this new moon, I my prayer for you, my hope for you, is that if any visions come up that you just enjoy them. Write them down if you want, but there's no pressure. Okay. That's it for today. How do you microdose on death? Let me know. Let's share ideas. Okay. Bye-bye.